Welcome to the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. As we know, the number one hot topic in the world is mental well-being. Ash has worked with close to 1,000 organisations impacting more than a quarter of a million people, including schools, sports teams and businesses across 45 countries. Today, Ash is regarded as a global thought leader in positive education. In this podcast, you'll hear stories, information and actionable ideas from positive education and well-being experts. The purpose of the podcast is so that you take away ideas that you can execute in your classroom, across your school, at your sports club and in your organisation, plus tips and tricks that you can apply in your own life. Welcome Anna and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here today. No worries at all. Now, um, Anna and I actually connected back in uh, about 2017, initially through uh, LinkedIn, and we actually it was just so happened that I was actually going to be in Mumbai, so I travelled from um, Adelaide to Mumbai to um, do a, um, a workshop at uh, some um, schools in Delhi. Then um, went to Mumbai also, and, um, and Anna had just started at JBCN International School in um, the Oshiwara campus. And we actually caught up while we were in India and um, and it just started there, as I said, and one of our roles was the well-being. So five years on, um, really interested to talk to Anna about what uh, what the latest is with the, the mental well-being and the well-being in her school, but also across um, India in general. So that's what our conversation will be about today. So with um, with the school system, Anna, just to give people a bit of context, how, how does the school system work in India? Because I know it's quite quite complex. Can you just give a brief overview of how it works? So uh, in India, as uh, being a large country, there are several uh, systems uh, happening at the same time. So there is not only one state board. So there are several state boards, in, depending on the region you are in, and even in the same city, there are there may be schools with three or four uh, different boards running simultaneously. So apart from that, of course, the uh, international boards, Cambridge and the IB, that are the you know recognized everywhere, and you know, it, it they are taking uh, they are spreading. Uh, quite fast mm. so at first there was some reluctancy from the parents in terms of the application in Indian context in the Indian context they say yeah if we are determined to study abroad that is a very good choice but what are the really if, if it is in India say to which extent that international education will help mm. so it was like a double job in this in, in this way to show them that uh, international education is more than studying abroad uh, there's like a set uh, a mindset that changes a lot in terms of the the approach to to learning and also the the mental well being. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we did um, started recording, we we're just chatting about the the um, pressure that does come on students, I guess, with um, academic achievement. Um, what what is, is that? Is that fair to say? And and is that um, a, a cultural thing within? Um, say like India, I know you mentioned China as well, it was similar. Is that a status thing that causes the high pressure on students? Yes, so I think it's uh, sometimes it becomes like a, a kind of a family pride for yeah. for them. It's a, it, uh, when I experience also in China, it's like a very competitive countries mm. in terms of these, but in India it's, it's, it's really very, very strong 
with with that in terms of the percentages, in terms of, uh, I don't know, you say, okay, there are like a minimum of, uh, I don't know, seven, eight subjects that they have to take and you have students say, no, I want to take 12. I say, but why do you want to take 12? Well, so yeah. this is like, you know, it just adds pressure. Yeah, but I want to do it. So it is like a kind of building a portfolio in the summer when in other cultures, the children were thinking of just relaxing and being with family and being on the beach or the mountain or whatever. They're just looking for internships and things to do to enhance the portfolio. Mm -hmm. So later in applications for, for college and even grade six students already and parents already asking you about college options, about scholarships, about different universities when they are already also... Only in grade six, they are just starting secondary school and the, the, their mind is already in there. Mm. So, yes, that pressure is, is very, very competitive. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and have you seen, from your five years, have you seen, I guess, that pressure impact mental well-being of young people at the school? Well, uh, my school in, in that way, I think it takes a toll in everybody. I, I think it has to, it, it happens Mm. You know, I, I don't think that is sustainable with being a teenager, just to start with being a teenager is not easy. So if we add that uh, exceptional pressure on, on them, of course, uh, they, they, they are just bound to explode at some point. Yeah. In my case, our school is, is quite unique in that uh, in that way. So I've seen in these five years that I've been in, in the school, uh, that this, uh, there is a lot of effort to to support the, the students in all the way. So it is not only about the academic results that are very important, mm. but it's also in terms of how well-developed are you as a human being. Yeah. So and, and a conscious effort to tell them that they are more than grades. Yes. That the grades are not what shape a person, what define a person. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a path that the the school has chosen from from since inception actually and i think it's working very well yeah excellent was that when the school i guess went down that path and focused on that was that did you have um oh, what's the word probably uh kickback or questions from the parents about why why that's such a focus when it's such a i guess an academic focus in the country with the parents at the school saying well we should we just want to focus on academics and we don't we're not worried about that, or was it pretty open? Or sorry, was it welcome with open arms by the families? Well, uh, the school is, is is growing really fast, so I think that is uh, a system that is uh, being successful where mm. we are. And even most of the people who really come for for admission are uh, like a word of mouth things from refer referrals from other parents. So I think that's the that will people appreciate. So I think here, the, the, one of the particularities of, of India is that there are like schools for, for, for all tastes, yep. right? So within an international uh, system, educational, uh, international boards, you have schools that you know, they will only do uh, curriculum-based things. Yep. They don't do any co-curricular, they will not, not do anything else. So people who are just uh, academically uh, oriented, just focus on that, they will go there. Mm. So they will not question to go any anywhere else. So there yeah. are two, three schools that are just like that. Yeah. And there are schools like us that we are thinking of this holistic development. So that is has a different uh, impact on our, let's say, our, our 
parents and our students. Mm. So the people who are here is it's not really that's not you don't we don't have to convince them because they, they are looking for the whole package. Yeah, I, I will say. Yeah, now I like how you said that, and because uh, they got a choice, don't they? If they want the full academic, I guess school, if you like, without the holistic approach, then they can choose that. But it sounds like the good thing, or the, it's an amazing thing that the school has obviously set up, set up a really good system to be able to um, create that for the students. And it's obviously, it's working and the word of mouth is obviously a really important thing to um, grow numbers. So, and you arrived in 2017 at the school. Where, where was wellbeing at when you arrived? Well, uh, the school has the, the concept of the mind-body-soul program. Yep. So that's, the, that's what the school was. Right. So in terms of, again, of promoting this uh, well-being and uh, the joy of learning. So we used to describe this as a happy place. Right. So this academic rigor and excellence is there, but uh, together with a lot of other stuff. So the well-being was always there, was in place. So, and one of the things that, let's say, our parents point out is, is you know, when, when my child gets into the school, everybody knows him or her. Oh, cool. So yeah. the, any teacher of any level or any, you know, they, they are called by their names, the people in the hallways, the security people. So they, they know. So they feel like protected. Mm. And they, they know that that is an important part. So we keep this open door policy. Mm. So we have days when the parents can come and meet us in an informal manner and meet the teachers. So they don't need that. They need an appointment. It is for a specific query, something that they need to deal with with the child. But for a regular interaction, so there are a couple of days a week when after school, the, the school is open. So they just can come without an appointment and meet anyone. Yeah. And that works very well, these coffee mornings. So that creates this uh, like a kind of teamwork, the synergy with the parents. Mm. It's not seen as, uh, you know, two opposing teams, but just uh, we were, we were working together. So the child also, the, the, all the students know that they can come and see us at any point. So yep. they go freely to talk to the teacher and also to us as management. They just come and, and go and say, may I have a word with you? So they just share their concerns because they know they are listened to. Mm. And that, I, I've seen that from the beginning. Yeah. And one of the, actually, that was one of the reasons why I joined this school. Excellent. Just on, yeah, that, that's pretty. So just going back to what you said at the start. So everyone knows each other's name in terms of most of the staff will know each kid's name. Is that what you mean? Yeah. At the school? That's yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. Yes. And even like the, um, so yeah, the school staff, like the janitors and cleaners and, and roles like that, they yes, yes, know yes, each other yes. as well. That's, um, yeah, that's because amazing. also the, the thing is that we the, the cleaners, we station these people and the security people, they are stationed in the same places. Mm. So that uh, bonding with the children happen. And even there are days that there are like uh, by the end of the year or at the middle of the year, there are days that they are like dedicated to them. Let's say for the cleaners. Mm. Or the, so they, the children prepare cards and bring flowers or oh. chocolates for them. Like yeah. a kind of a honoring them for the job, acknowledging that they are doing a job. It's not just the teachers. The teachers are like the front face, yeah. right? But the, there are many people there, the admin people, that they work behind the scenes to make everything run smoothly. So if I can use the washroom properly, it's because they, there is a person cleaning there at all times. Yeah. 
So yes. they just acknowledge that work and that connection and that respect mm. happens. That's amazing. Uh, and that's, that may helps everyone feel like they belong as well, no matter what their yes. role is in the school. If you're a student, teacher, um, principal, school leader, or um, a, a cleaner, everyone feels like they belong. And that's, um, I really like that, how uh, the students have an opportunity to recognise, um, like, as you say, a cleaner, because sometimes we, we just take people for granted. And it's also yeah, important, exactly. to, important to stop and reflect on the people who do play yeah. a role in our lives. And yeah, that's yeah, terrific. Yeah, we are talking that. about a culture that is, uh, is very different in terms of this type of, uh, uh, let's say, stuff. Mm. So uh, here, everybody, so these are uh, international schools uh, are expensive. So these, uh, the, the children who come to these schools are, are privileged, yes. right? And, and they are used to be with uh, maids, drivers, cooks. So that's the culture here in India. It is not uh, very expensive. I will mm. say to the, the salaries are not high for, for these uh, people. So they are used to having around. So sometimes they take for granted it is done for them, yes. but they just take it for granted. So they realize that that, and they think that people, so that gratitude is, is there and the recognition of what they are doing. Mm, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I love that. And that's, I think everyone can learn from that because I think um, from my experience of, um, I guess, being a teacher, but also um, just working with a number of schools and that sometimes people just don't, we forget to do that. And they, and I guess it could be a bit of a hierarchy thing where people feel like they might be above, above others. Um, and I think that's quite, um, I don't, well, better be careful what I say, but it can be can be quite common. Um, but having that um, set up at, like you've done at your school is pretty amazing. So I think everyone can learn from um, learn from that for sure. Um, so, and I just want to um, also talk about, um, I guess, in in international schools or in schools in India, where what are some of the common wellbeing issues that students may face? So I know that um, it could come from the high uh, of the pressure to achieve academic success and get into that um, college that they desire. Um, in um, Australia, one of the issues is at the moment with um, bullying and that can cause mental health mm-hmm. issues. Also. Uh, like social media pressure and a whole lot of different things. Um, what are some of those things in India that are impacting young people's mental health have you, that you've seen? Well, what I would say after working in many different countries uh, and working with teenagers, I can what I can say is that uh, you know teenagers are teenagers everywhere, mm. and and they, they, there is a common the issue for all. So yes, they, that the pressure on academic results. Yep. is there in India, that's that's one. But the rest in terms of this uh, body image, peer pressure, bullying, uh, that is uh, a general, I think it's something general in uh, everywhere, the, the use of social media, the proper use of social media. I think those uh, those concerns are the same everywhere. Mm, I, I, I wouldn't distinguish, I say that's India only. I, I wouldn't say that's India. Because mm. as I've been moving in, in, in different countries, I've seen the same issues over and over. Yeah. Right. So I think it's it's a matter of maybe age and maturity yeah. rather than a specific nationality yeah, or, or place. That, that's a really good point, actually. I mean, I, I, we're not, uh, about 2017, when I did go to India, I noticed that the, the school, the kids are, are very polite and they're very, um, I guess, respectful to their their teachers is that something that you're found as well as a bit of a cultural thing absolutely or, yeah. yes 
It's more than I've seen, like, just coming from, I mean, not that they're not here in Australia, but it goes to a, a new level over there. Is that is that fair to say? It is. It is. But it, it's not only uh, with the with the children. It it's everywhere. Yeah. So they're extremely polite. Even as as an anecdote, what I can share is that it took me years to to get my colleagues call me by my name. Ah, yeah. So just uh, getting uh, them call Anna. So even uh, I, I'm still in touch with you know I, I left my home country, left Spain like ten years more than ten years back now. Yeah. And I'm still in touch with many of my students there. Ah. So that they call me Anna, and I have invited some of them. You said we have these online sessions on, you know, what they are doing at the universities in different parts of the world. So they are interacting with my current students about these career choices and the the challenges that they face. So I invited them to to join, and when they call me by my name, for them it was a but they call me. You say, Miss Miss, they call you Anna. They call you Anna. I say, Yeah, yeah, we did. That's the way we. Oh, and for them, it's like quite surprising to see that a, a former student, a child, is calling me by my name. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So um, that yeah, that, that's uh, it's a, it's sorry, I just I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, it's one of those things where I, I just got blown away of how polite everyone was and the respect they have for the teachers. As I said, it doesn't happen not that it doesn't happen here, but it was just a all new level. And even I think this might just be or just this particular school. But even one thing that really caught my eye, and this might be a bit over the top, but I remember one of the, some of the students to the, the, the principal would actually um, bow down and, and touch their shoes. Is that right? Or have I just made that up? But I'm pretty sure uh, it is. It is not the students. They do that as a, it's a, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is not something that I've seen it quite often. Uh, there was one one. Uh, one person from the school, one staff member, that when he left, he tried to do that to me. And I was like trying to hold her hands and do it. But no, 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 don't do that. So I was <laughs> feeling like very embarrassed for them. It's like a, like a, a recognition. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it was yeah, it's really interesting. That's um, one thing that really stood out to me. And it was sort of taking me back because I didn't expect it. I didn't realize it was a, a cultural thing. But yeah, it was really interesting the, the way that they do show their respect. Um, in, in different cultures um, and I just want curious to know some of the uh, well-being programs or initiatives you've got set up in the school now I'm pretty sure that you've got um, you've allocated some time to well-being which is one of the most important things I think a school can do is actually allocate the time because as we know there's so much research around the, ben- the benefits of um, practicing things like being grateful and kind and um, all the all the I guess the um, or building relationships and um, friendships, uh, practicing empathy, but to make it actually happen and to make it stick, we really need to allocate the time. So how, how have you gone about that at um, JBCN? Yes, so there are systems in place for that. So I'm, I'm happy to say that this is a conscious effort yep. to see that even with the pandemic, uh, when we were in lockdown, that was an ongoing thing, but not not only with the children, also with the teachers. Mm, so like excellent. kind of this support. So apart from the uh, counseling team that we have, we have an excellent uh, learning support department, right? So uh, we have these counselors in place that can meet parents, that they are open to meet parents, teachers, and students. Mm. So all that is, is there for them for like in one-on-one sessions or group sessions when when required that is one thing 
Then uh, also this is this uh, quality circle time. So that works in primary. So every day there is some time for reflection, for sharing, for uh, the expression of emotions. So that that is there, and also from the whole for the whole school, we have this optimism period. Yep. It's, it's called. So and this is designed by the uh, also the learning support team, and delivered by them, but with a lot of interaction from different uh, person, different people from the school, and also guest speakers mm. uh, coming. So uh, in this uh, in this um, optimism period, I have to say that that was. Uh, a student's idea. All right, excellent. So it, 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 this didn't come from uh, from the school, from any school member. It came from a student, a grade eight student year back when I right when I joined. I said we could have this uh, to talk about these issues that they really concern us, both, and sometimes we don't know how to tackle them. Mm. So that came from a student, and it was actually implemented. So we're very proud to see how the students are taking part of this life. And getting involved in with this, making everything better. Mm. So uh, let's say in the younger grades, they, it can be like uh, empathy or compassion, listening to others. So at their own level, mm. looking at uh, avoiding negativity bias, for example, and looking, okay, this week we resource to be grateful for. So it's just, that's uh, like a kind of the way it works. And as they grow, it is about uh, deals, uh, things that we were talking about before. So peer pressure, body image, dealing with failure, mm. for example, that are yes. matters that really are important for, for them, that roller coaster of emotions that they are that they are in. Now that they are applying to, let's say, grade 11s, and when they are applying to, to colleges at, at this point, there is like it's overwhelming for them and grade 12 when they start all this and expecting the response when they have, I don't know, I have this college of my dream there. Yeah. If that admission doesn't come, how do I deal with that? Mm, so, interesting. That's, so, yeah, that, that's amazing. So I want to come back to a couple of things there. So one of the, the circle time, so that's in the primary, the primary um, part of the school, correct? Yes. Yeah. And so how does that work? Is that like 10 to 15 minutes a day where? Yes. Yes. This is like the, yeah, well, the whole school, we have this uh, 10 minutes at the beginning of the day. Yep. When they all gather, attendance is taken, they meet with the homeroom teacher. And there's like a kind of discussion there. Sometimes they bring a quote, maybe that they found interesting or something that happened to them that they want to share. So that is the, the, the way it works. It's setting up the, the mood for the day, right? So, uh, starting that in a positive uh, manner. And then it is, uh, at, at the end of the day, it's like a kind of a reflection. How the day was, uh, challenges, uh, happy moments to share. So if somebody, I don't know, here, there are a lot, that is one of additional pressure. There are a lot of external competitions, right? Mm. They, are, they love mathematics and coding and all these things or spelling, so they just go. So it, it is also space for celebration. Yeah. Somebody they will have very creative students as well in terms of music, uh, writing. So somebody has this uh, child that I told you that came with the idea of uh, this uh, optimism period. She has written a book. So now that it's been published and and that is like a wow, right? So it's like a, these celebration moments uh, for for us as well to share with the, their achievements and what they are doing. Mm, or a absolutely. social outreach program they are doing now. It's like a, men- a, sort of, um, a menstrual health uh, awareness campaign. Yeah. 
Yep. So even they they were teaching that to the cleaners, to the female mm. cleaners in the school, making a collection of sanitary pads for to deliver in a, in poor areas. Yeah. So that is what is being done now. So that is a, one of the ways to move it forward as well. Excellent. Beth, I love that how you start the day on a positive note and also celebrate the wins of the day and um, things that happened that went well. It's a, it's a really good system and I love how um, the school allocates the time to that. Um, and I think I know that a lot of schools are keen to do this or make that um, start to the day and end of the day happen, but um, they run out of time. But what you've done obviously is is allocate that time to, it's just part of the day. So it's scheduled into the timetable to make it happen. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's terrific that the students get, as well as the staff, get an opportunity to um, be involved in, in such a, a great system at the start and the end of the day as well. Mm-hmm. And and I, I remember, um, now, did a student also create an after-school club at your school? They have, yes. So part of this, uh, you know, empowering them to, to, to be leaders as well and, and do what they are passionate about. One of the things that they do is to run their own clubs. Brilliant. So they create their, their own clubs. You know, it can be, I don't know, I'm interested in business. I run my business club. So they have to prepare, plan, deliver the sessions. So everything uh, with the help of a teacher, but the teacher is just a support. Yeah. It's, it's not the driving force, right? So this uh, Ambient Club is uh, also to talk about mental issues that they concern them. Mm. So they just get together. They sometimes they were like uh, over twenty, just getting there together. I have my, my children were all were both students in in this school, and yep. they were they both attended this club. Yep. So they Fantastic. truly enjoyed because that was that discussion. And I say, you know, sometimes with an adult, it's it's like more complicated to to talk about some issues. So they all got together, and it was like a, a very interesting discussion. Mm. Yes. That's um. So again, that, that's actually a really good system. I, I knew that because um, we had a previous a conversation previously, and I knew that there was this. Um, is it the Anvil Club? Did you say? Anvil. It, it, it was the, the the term that was uh, given, and it was uh, again one of the students who came with with it. Yeah. So that's the that's the way it is named. Yeah, and it was uh, in, two students were in charge of it. Uh, excellent. And do you know what? Do you know the name behind it? Why they called it that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can. I, I remember. It. I was. I was told that once. Yeah. But uh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember now why why it was called like this. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I thought it, I was just interested. <laughs> interested to know why. And, but... I, and I remember there is even a restaurant called like that. So it's just. I I don't know why. It's, yeah. I will. I will take this even. I'm looking at it now. There's a, I, I find a restaurant. No, nah, all good. Uh, so how many clubs have got, I know that's the example, the, the mental wellbeing club. But what, how many clubs, you mentioned that a student will have a, be into business and they can then start their own club. How many clubs have they got set up, do you know? Roughly, it it depends on the year. Okay, so yeah. with a, with COVID, that was not running full yeah. fledged. So from uh, next academic year, we will retake because we have just uh, we joined school just uh, physically just uh, oh, really? a couple of months back. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it's been the longest lockdown in in the world. Yeah, right. right. So yeah. it was almost two years that they couldn't come to school. Oh. So uh, let me see. Uh, there was one for environmental issues. There was one for this business. There was this Abbott club. 
it's uh, at least four or five uh, student-led oh, uh, we're, we're running. Excellent. That, yeah, that's a great initiative as well. And I love, I love how the students get an opportunity to, I guess, um, well, basically student-led initiatives. And I think it's really important. Um, and that's one of, one of the things that uh, I've just, re- I've just finished um, a, the first draft of a, a book that I'm writing, which will be out in uh, later in the year, but a little plug. But um, one of the things that I highlight in that book is about giving the op- opportunity for students to take ownership and um, create different programs, um, also create the school values. That's one of the things that I think is really important to be able to sh- for students to do. So it's great to see that. That's a great example of, um, I guess, students um, being able to take a sense of, or, yeah, have a sense of ownership and also make them feel like they belong. Um, now, and just um, just probably one more thing. This has been a great conversation. Um, so where, where do you think... Um, I guess next for the school and their wellbeing. Have you got any plans to um, extend what you're doing, or is the school pretty happy with where they're at at the moment with the wellbeing program? Well, uh, the, all the schools. Uh, so as I told you, there are four branches in the school, and all four branches are are, do, are having these uh, programs. Uh, Said this optimism club, the mind, body, soul concept. It yep. goes around. And uh, well, there are always uh, we're always connecting with other schools in terms of uh, maybe joint um, initiatives and things like that to work together. So uh, let's say at opening to the world is is also important. So now they are connecting with, uh, for example, these uh, DP students. They are connecting with the school in in Spain. For mm. a, like a kind of a cultural and you know sharing ideas, sharing concerns. So all this is is already happening. Uh, we are also going with other schools to um, beach cleanup in a, you know Yuhu Beach. It was heavily polluted mm. and you know that has been an ongoing work. There was a person Afrocha just started that project some years back and yep. he's done an amazing, amazing job there. Mm. Even they say, you know, life is uh, coming back to the to the beach. So it is like in terms of uh, joining forces with with others. So yeah. yeah and uh, the model United Nations and you know these social outreach uh, trips. So there is there are always opportunities. It has been on halt. Uh, for the last couple of years yeah. with all, with the pandemic, but yep. now we'll be back to action soon. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. The um, I love how you the collaboration with other schools, whether that's I guess via um, I guess online with like in, from different countries, but also collaborating in person, as you mentioned with the the beach cleanup. Yeah, so remember, it was this uh, largest uh, student choir in the world. So there was like a 500 students singing "We Are the World." I don't know if you've heard about that. It was just amazing. And that, that was in, collaborated with last, last year. Yes, it was yeah. like a, I, I think it was a school in in Latin America who had the hard with a, with a dream, and they started. A, well, I, they connected the, the coordinator connected with me on the coordinators group. We have a coordinators group in on Facebook. Yep. So they just connected me through that. They launched the the, the idea and. We started, you know, our music students just started joining and more than 500 students uh, were wow. taking part in that. It was a beautiful, beautiful, and we had some students taking part in that uh, choir. It was like an amazing collaboration because they are still, and I know, they're still in touch. So they were like maybe rehearsing online for one hour and then they, they were just chatting online for like two, three hours more yeah. with people from all over the world. 
That's really cool. And it was a very, very nice thing. Yeah, and that's connection, isn't it? Bringing people together. And um, I think that's another really important aspect of, of the whole well-being is the connection. And having that opportunity for the young people is pretty amazing to connect and sing with other people around the world. I'll, what I'll do, I'll search for that and I'll put that um, links that um, that choir in the uh, in the show notes as well for people to maybe perhaps listen to that uh, We Are The World song that was sung together. Now, Anna, this has been a great conversation. really appreciate your time. Now, if any, um, how do people, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way to reach out to you? I know that you're on LinkedIn. Um, is that the best way or? Well, way? you, I think you have my my contact email. I, anyway, I will share that to you with you. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, my, my email and my WhatsApp and we can stay in touch. Sure. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll add those to the show notes. Um, now, Anna, I really appreciate your time and the insights you've given us to um, what's happening in, at your school at JBCN um, in uh, Mumbai and at the Oshuara campus, because you, as you say, there is four campuses with, um, within the JBCN um, schools over there. But um, yeah, amazing insights. And also, I love the way that you bring everyone together and, and recognise everyone at the school. Everyone feels like they belong. Um, I love the time allocation that you allocated to wellbeing and given the opportunity for um, students to set up their own clubs and um, I guess make them feel like they belong again and feel connected to the school. And it's pretty amazing what you've got set up and congratulations to you and your team for that. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Ash. It was a pleasure. Excellent. Well, um, we'll chat again soon. Thank you.